Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money so you can, one, stress less, and two, live a more enriching life and open up new possibilities. I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Now, today is going to be one of the best episodes yet. In fact, it's going to be the best episode yet because it is the second episode. And while last week's was good, this one is going to be a lot better. I just have a feeling as we are going to be talking about your one-page ADHD-friendly financial plan, your North Star, if you will, the one thing that you have to do that will make everything else with your money that much easier. And then I've got a listener question to answer, so it is going to be a blast. Now, before we get into that, I wanted to originally uh, do a fun segment on the show, and I was going to call it like the most ADHD thing I did last week. The only problem is that I do so many little ADHD things every week that are small, so there's not really ever like that one big thing I do anymore to uh, give you guys some humor. So I still wanted to do something besides just talk about money because, well, uh, I want people to, you know, come back to the show and not feel like it's blah money all the time. So so where am I going with this? Well, for at least for a while, I want to start off with something you guys will find interesting, fun, or relatable. I was thinking of sharing stories, uh, highlighting recent ADHD news, blogs, or articles that I've found interesting, or doing some sort of trivia, you know, anything. But I can't decide what. So I'm half-heartedly deciding. And I only say half-hearted because I am typically so indecisive that sometimes I'm liable to change my mind just right now in the next few seconds. So I'm going to go with half-heartedly deciding that I'll experiment with different segments and rotate them in. And then your job will be to tell me what you like and what I should do more of. And if and if you're like, Dave, just talk about money. That's why I came to the show not to hear you ramble about other stuff then tell me that too, because I want to know. Um, If you say nothing, then I'll just make up reasons in my head why everyone loves each and everything I do and tell myself I am awesome out loud in front of a mirror because positive affirmations are a good thing, right? Okay, so for today, I just wanted to share with you one of my struggles with ADHD. And remember, I am not a life coach. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I am a financial guy, and I am good at that. Uh, I have set up some really excellent financial systems that work with my ADHD really well. But I'm still struggling with lots of other areas of my life that ADHD affects. So this is just me sharing my raw, real-life experiences with ADHD. So the one area I still struggle with a lot is being able to live in the moment and fighting boredom. I always feel like I have to be doing something. My brain doesn't like calmness, doesn't like stillness. I honestly have just felt that my brain doesn't know how to do that. At work, I am busy jumping from one task to the other, getting things done, albeit fairly inefficiently getting things done, but I'm getting things done. I'm constantly thinking about things. I'm thinking about ideas and creating stuff. And it's just a never-ending sort of firecracker going off in my brain. It's actually like my happy place to be constantly all over the place. It's my normal. It's just what feels right. So shutting that off when I go home is so hard. Like at home, there's my longtime girlfriend and my daughter. I need to be able to spend time with them in the moment and just enjoy and just enjoy that and let everything else go. But it's terribly, terribly difficult. Like I'll play hard with my daughter for 10 minutes and love it. But then there's just like this gravitational pull that just from my phone that's just like, come back to me, come see what's going on, come read things. 
come do all these fun little things you can look at, all these random nonsensical notifications you get, read them all. You know, it's just a struggle for me being president, being content, being present. If anyone has tips or tricks on this for me, I'd love to hear one that actually works because I so badly want to be able to be present and content in the moment. But boy, man, it's a struggle. Like I can go five minutes before my brain starts screaming for stimulation of some sort. Even if I'm doing nothing and I'm just sitting there trying to be present, I've said, I'm, I've intentionally said I'm going to be present for the next five minutes. I'll end up finding something to think about and zone out in thought on something coming up, some project I'm working on, brainstorming ideas for content or anything, anything at all. Something that gets my brain churning and then I'm there, I'm churning. So, you know, Jill will look over at me and say, hello. And I'm like, oh, hey, I was just thinking like, I was like five paragraphs into the next blog post I was going to write. So, I mean, that's just, just the way it is. And so, and so sometimes though, I feel like I'm never really there for those around me and, and they aren't really getting me or my attention. And that does you know, suck sometimes, but I know I'll get there. It's always going to be a battle. I do have this app called Stay Focused where I can take a break. Uh, like I can press a button, it takes a break and it blocks everything on my phone except for the actual part that is a phone. So I can use it to call 911, God forbid. So while this works when I do it, I don't do it enough. And it's hard to even get myself to press the darn button. There's like this sub there's like subconscious walls that I put up in between me and the actual action of locking the phone. Maybe just because I know how bored I'm going to be when I'm doing that. I've tried meditation off and on, but that is also super hard because relaxing is super hard. And I always feel like when I'm doing like a meditation, I'll be five minutes in and I'm like just thinking about how not relaxed I am. And I'm just too busy thinking about relaxing rather than relaxing. So that's something I need to work on. But I would love to hear from you guys if you relate to this and what you do to work on this and what you do that's worked for you. This is one of my biggest goals. Um, so let me know. But anyways, that's that. And uh, now we can go to the money stuff. Let's get into the heavy stuff, the money stuff, and really the you stuff. So we'll be back in a second to break this up a little bit. Okay, so I have some questions for you. Now, be honest. Can you answer these? quickly with something on the tip of your tongue. Do you know what your values are? Do you know why money is important? Do you know why money is important to you? Do you know what you want out of life over the long term? Do you have a plan to get what you want out of life? Have you envisioned what you want your future to look like? Do you want to retire? Do you know when? Do you want kids? Do you have kids? Do you, well, okay, hold on. You can answer that one quickly because that's a yes or no question. (laughs) Do you want them to go to college? Do you want to help pay for it? Do you feel confident about your financial future? Do you feel financially secure? Do you want to get Chinese food tonight? All right, the last one, we can ignore the last one. I was just seeing if you're still paying attention. But seriously, how many of these questions, the ones that aren't yes or no, do you have honest answers for that come to the, the top of your mind right away? I know I didn't. I didn't used to. When you don't have the answers to many of these questions, like in your working memory, you that's kind of when you can be leaving yourself uh, financially vulnerable to the worst of your ADHD. So let's take it back to me again. I used to shop recklessly and impulsively. And I'm probably going to tell you that a million times on this show, but I did. It, and it was, it was bad. Almost always, my impulsive shopping was tied to a uh, hyperfixation. 
And unfortunately, one of my previous hyperfixations, which I'm still pretty fixated on, but I finally can stop thinking about it so much, is golf. Um, and unfortunately, that's a pretty expensive hobby. Anyways, but the amount of money I've spent on golf is actually mind-boggling. Uh, when I And that's not even going to play golf. That's just the things I bought around golf. When I go and look back at it, it's basically embarrassing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll save like the details of this maybe for a future episode, but you get the point. I would research all the things I wanted to buy. I would become an expert in equipment and training aids and everything, and then I would just buy them. Then I wanted more as my hyperfixation got more fixated. I mean, if can you relate to this at all? Maybe it's some other hobby you've had where you've just poured money into it without even really thinking about it. You just go, 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 go. Now, a lot of people, neurotypicals out there, those those guys, they have this little thing called automatic self-control and awareness that pops into their brain when it's needed. That's not the case for me. It's still not really the case for me, even though I've I've set up things to help me. And it's not the case for many of you ADHDers out there. My brain was and still is really good at avoiding what it knows deep down in the way back corners of my brain is a growing problem. I do know that what I was doing wasn't going to end well. And only when you have ADHD do you really understand that no possible level of willpower, that thing called willpower, will stop it. Because for me, and when I say for me, I'm hoping there's some of you out there that feel the same way. My willpower, I have willpower. It's just not controllable on a day-to-day basis. And it also has its own mind, a mind of its own. And in this case, when I was doing my impulsive golf spending, it was towards destructive behavior. I, that was my will. My will was to do that. So my willpower was willing me to do that. Now, the problem was not that I didn't know what I was doing was destructive. So I'll repeat that. The problem was not that I didn't know what I was doing was destructive. The problem was that I had never actually spent any of my brain power thinking through why it was destructive. I had a vague understanding that this reckless spending would lead to, you know, credit card balances that I struggled to pay off or, you know, would lead to issues down the road of some sort or another that I would probably have to deal with. But but that's not, that understanding and awareness in my brain was not nearly enough, not nearly a strong enough or large enough speed bump to fend off the little devil on my shoulder who says, no, Dave, who cares? You need this now. It make you feel good. Then you get the exciting anticipation of waiting for the thing in the mail that will be exciting for 10 minutes. You can just pay it off later. You're going to make more money next year. Not a problem. Just buy it. Just buy it. Yes, that is the little guy that is always in my brain when I want something. And I don't know how to turn him off. I've learned how to drown him out a bit, though. And so and so that is that. It's as simple as that, really. I never took the time to fast forward my life and actually picture myself in 20 years. What would 20 years from now me um, what would the what would me in 20 years say to me now? He would he would be furious. Dave, why didn't you save for retirement? Dave, why didn't you save for this or that? Dave. Dave, why are you leaving me in credit card debt when we have to retire in 10 years? Like what are you doing? What were you doing? What were you freaking thinking, Dave. So now, like, where am I going with this? It's leading to the one-page financial plan. 
And that is what I want you to do. The one-page financial plan, I think it is the by far the most important thing you will do. In fact, if you do nothing at all from everything you're gonna hear on this podcast, but just do this, then I think you'll see your behavior change. So impulsive spending, whether you have ADHD or not, is something you really can't just stop by telling yourself to stop. It's something that's ingrained in you if you have a problem with that. Like maybe you can for a week, but it won't last. What you have to do is look inward and and start planting new seeds that can grow and sprout and learn about yourself. And this is some work, but it's but it's one-time work at first that you can review, but it's one-time work, spend some time on it, and it'll last you a lifetime. All right, so to, before we go on to you know how I want you to make your one-page plan, uh, let's recap. Destructive financial behavior when you have ADHD is not because you don't know better you may just not have a concrete picture of the consequences or how you want your future to look. You don't have a big enough or reliable enough speed bump to stop the behavior. And so to fix that, you need to get in touch with your inner self and get to know your future self. And so that leads us right into the ADHD-friendly one-page financial plan. And please do this by hand. That is very, very important. Doing it by everything should be done by hand when you're ADHD, as my humble opinion. Of course, you know, everyone's different. If you know for sure that digital stuff works for you, then then by all means. But I mean, I just for me it's it's been huge. So you'll need a nice piece of stock paper is what I recommend uh, recommend, uh, scratch paper and a nice pen, or my favorite would be to use a Sharpie and have colors if you want, have some fun with it, and do it with your significant other or with someone who can be like an accountability partner for you, whether it be a parent, a friend, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent maybe even a kid, who knows, but heck, do it, do it. And and if you have no one, then do it and send it to me and and I'll I'll hold you accountable. Uh, The plan has a top and a bottom. On top, it's simply your why. And the bottom is your big goals. So step one is is figuring out that why. And to do this, we'll use an old trick that financial planners have been using forever, but it's perfect for our ADHD brains. It's the three whys. Russell Barkley actually recommends doing this too for anything in life. You can always do the three whys. You ask yourself, why is money important to me? And the first thing that pops into your mind is your first answer, no matter how silly it is. You write that down on a piece of scrap paper. So so I recently did a Instagram post illustrating this. So I'm going to just use that as the example. So why is money important to me? The answer is, because it allows me to buy things and experiences. That's the first why. The second why is, why is buying things and experiences important to me? Well, the answer is, it allows me to live a more exciting and full life. That's why number two. Now, as you can see, it starts to already get a little bit more important and meaningful. So now why number three is, why is living a more Exciting and full life important to me? The answer is it's important to me because I want my time on this planet to be meaningful. So as you can see, it's continuing to get more and more deep and meaningful. And it's gonna feel really weird at first. It's gonna be hard to do. You just have to sort of stick it out and really think through this. And it might you might want to start over a couple of times, but really start to narrow it down. Now that was three whys, and it got pretty pretty good. Now you can continue to go. The more you go, it will get more deep and more deep. So let's keep going with this one. Why number four, why is having a more meaningful time on the planet important to me? 
So I came up with, it's important to me because I want to leave a positive impact on the world and my family and friends. Now that could be perfectly, perfectly good to end there. So on the top of my one page financial plan, I would write, it's important to me because I want to leave a positive impact on the world and my family and friends. You could go even further. And I always find that when you keep going, you ultimately come to some sort of just like really meaningful, universal thing. So why number five? Why is leaving a positive impact on the world, family, and my friends important to me? And all I could really think of is that's important to me because that way I know I will have fulfilled my purpose in life. So that's pretty deep and meaningful. So you could then you replace why is money important with me? Money is important to me because it helps me fulfill my purpose in life. Like how much crazier can that be? And that doesn't mean money is the be all end all. It just means your money can be a tool to help you do that. So this is what I would recommend or what I want you to write on the top of your one page plan. Why is money important to me? And then write the answer that, and you can, you know, don't, you can change it around to make it sound pretty and nice, but you'll get to the, you'll get to the gist of it. And that's what you want to write down. That is your core value. That is your core reason. Like it, you, I got to my purpose. That, that's great. So, and so this is what you want to write. And it's like, and it's, and it's a grounding principle that you're going to want, you know, to, to now be sort of sloshing around in your working memory. And since you've done it this way, I think it should hit home a little harder than just, you know, reading something online and saying, oh yeah, that's true. I should do that. So that's step one. That's simple as that. You're halfway done. The next step is to start thinking about goals. And I say you want to guess your goals. There's really no point in going crazy, bogging yourself down with this. This is where it can feel overwhelming for a lot of people and they just give up or they just stop. So just guess your goals and feel free and do dream big. I totally encourage that. Now, I think one amazingly useful tactic for this, and I actually am borrowing this idea from um, Stacking Benjamin's podcast, which is a great podcast. And one very useful tactic to start thinking about your goals is to use a timeline. So what I want you to do is on a scrap paper, draw a timeline across from left to right And on the left side, draw a stick figure. Put your current age there. And then what you do is you visually plot out on the timeline your goals, things in the future that you want. So here's some common goals to get you thinking. The big one, retire. Buy a house. Send kids to college. Vacations. Maybe a vacation home. Uh, Maybe you need to get out of debt. Maybe it's paying off your mortgage. Maybe it's paying off your car. Maybe it's funding an emergency fund. Below each goal on the timeline, put your age when you want that goal to happen. I love this visualization because it starts to get you to picture the future more and it shows you if any goals happen around the same time together. You don't, if you're maybe you're retiring and you're sending your kids to college at the same time, the earlier you know that, the more you're going to be ready to expect that. That's a lot of money you're going to need at the same time. So then you can start prioritizing as well. So now on the bottom of your one-page financial plan, you can either draw this out again, nicely and pretty with you know everything you want, or you can just write out the few big goals. And now this one-page plan is meant to be your North Star, your guiding light. So, so you have to keep coming back to it. Now remember, don't go crazy on the goals. Life changes, goals change. Just having something on paper and... Uh, getting started is huge. Now, for each goal, you'll also want to take a guess at how much it is going to cost. Now, I'm not going to turn this podcast episode into a 
math class. So with that said, by knowing how much something will roughly cost, you'll then be able to to determine how much you'll need to save per month in order to hit your goal. Now, I'm going to save this for a future episode because this gets a little more complicated. So for now, just get your goals on paper. If you want to get a head start, I'll put a link in the show notes for a super simple savings calculator that will most certainly help you have an understanding of how much you might need to save for each goal. And now once you have the goals down, you are done with your one-page financial plan. Next week, when we talk about budgeting, you'll likely come up with some short-term goals that need to be done to get you on track towards those big goals. So like I said before, keep the goals on your one-page plan, more of your long-term big goals, and and have at least one dream goal in there. Now that you've done this, you've thought about what is important to you, you've thought about goals, you've actually pictured your future, you've said hello to future you, you're probably going to notice that when you go out and go into a store, you might already be feeling a little bit more mindful and not be feeling as impulsive. You actually may naturally stop and think before you buy something and say, wow, this isn't aligned with my goals. So I'm not going to buy this. And that'll be an empowering moment for you. If that happens to you, if it happens to you, I need to know. So tell me, please. Now, ADHD can be a crazy beast. And if you're anything like me, even though you spent some time on this and feel really serious about it right now, one month later, it might be totally out the window and you've forgotten about it. That is why you are going to tape this bad boy on your fridge or somewhere you absolutely will not be missing it each and every day. You won't have to read it every day, but you'll just see it. Oh, there's my plan looking at me in the face. I better not go buy that thing today. That's what I want. That's going to be good. So, and so and so there you have it, guys. That's it. That's the one-page plan. I think that's very handleable for you to do, and I think it's really going to help you. I think you'll start noticing just how much more mindful you become around your money, and it's going to be great, and I know you got it, so I want you to do that. Okay, so moving on, we're going to have a listener question, and again, let's do some music to get us ready for the listener question. Okay, listener question time. Woohoo! Okay, so B Garcia from Instagram, he says, I'm a freshman in college wanting to develop my financial independence, but struggling with impulse shopping. What are your thoughts on parental involvement? First off, you're thinking about this in college? Dude, that's amazing. That's absolutely fantastic. When I was in college, I was not thinking this. You have a head start, 100% have a head start, and you're clearly aware of your spending already being a bad thing which is also way ahead of the game. So you're on track, man. You're already, you're, you're gonna, you got this. So frankly, what I recommend for you is I would do what we just talked about, the one-page plan. I think that's definitely step one in stopping impulse shopping. Really envision yourself in five, 10, 15, 20 years. Imagine yourself having saved and invested starting now and imagine how you're gonna feel in 20 years when you have real tangible wealth that will open up humongous opportunities for you. I'm assuming what you're impulse shopping on right now is not going to be paying you back down the road. So the more you think about the future, the better. So, And you have so much time on your side. So figure out what you want in life, kids, family, nice house, freedom, all these things. Then when you are saving and investing, think about how you are actually buying that house slowly but surely or that safe and secure family you want or whatever it may be. So try and get in the habit of thinking about how you're going to feel in the future when you develop these habits. You're going to look back at yourself and say, young B. Garcia, you set me up so, so well. And also with the impulsive spending, apart from understanding the importance, like we've talked about and understanding yourself and your future, make sure there's nothing else, you know, 
I know my old impulsive spending uh, was somewhat born out of feeling sorry for myself. And um, I was using spending to almost like self-medicate, which is very unhealthy. So if you think there's anything like that going on, I would try and get to the bottom of that. I'm not going to give a lot of advice there because like I've said before, I'm no psychologist, I'm no life coach, I'm no doctor. So regarding parental involvement, hmm, I think that's a tough one for me. Uh, If you are the one asking them for help, I think it's great and I encourage it if you're reaching out for them to use them as maybe an accountability partner. Now, if they're trying to impose something on you, but you're happy about it, then again, go for it. You know, it's it's when they impose something on you and you maybe have, and I'm, I don't know you, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know your situation. For me personally, there would be potential for some, maybe some feelings of resentment or something like that. So you get what I'm trying to say. If the, If they are doing it, if you want to work with them as a team, then I think it's great. But at the end of the day, it's going to all have to come from you in the end. Uh, they're not going to be able to help you your whole life, obviously. So um, so it has to come from you and your desire and your belief and your understanding of why it's so important uh, for you and your future. Okay, I hope that helps you. Let me know. And with that, everybody, that concludes today's podcast. And I'd love for you to subscribe to the newsletter if you haven't at ADHDmoneytalk.com. Get the ADHD Money Mastery ebook. Follow me on Instagram at ADHD Money Talk. And by all means, ask me questions, please. I would love that. Still haven't gotten a voicemail at the time of this recording. So drop me a voicemail from the website in the bottom right hand corner. Ask me a question. And I'm going, I'm officially going to be giving you a t-shirt. Cats out of the bag. First one who does it. So thank you very much. We'll see you next week. I'm out of here.